Life is a journey. That's what we all hear. But life is more trek because it is a long journey. At times it's tedious. At times it's blissful and easy. At times we have to walk around mountains, walk up mountains. Sometimes we even got to tell those mountains to simply disappear. Life was never meant to be easy. Yet we've all strived for easy. The journey of our souls is the reason why we have life. Our souls needed to evolve and grow and see and heal and explore perspectives and explore beliefs and explore principles. The scripture says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spirit. And so that means that our perception is off. Our perception is off because if we think that it's flesh and blood, the human experience, but God is saying, no, it's spirit and principalities. What does that mean? Well, that means that we think that we're fighting against people and situations and places and circumstances and and things of that capacity, the things that we can see with our natural eyes, but that's not it. Even when you're in argument and confrontation with someone, you're not fighting them. You're fighting the spirit in them. They're fighting the spirit in you. You're fighting the principles of them. You're fighting the principles of you. For we all are one in harmony when we allow ourselves to compromise and be open. And when we hear compromise, we think compromise is simply us getting to a place where we are saying... I am going to lessen my borders and my boundaries to accommodate you. And that's not compromise at all. Compromise is saying, these are my borders, these are my boundaries, and this is as far as I'm willing to go. How far are you willing to go? Can how far you're willing to go and how far I'm willing to go, can they meet? If they can meet, then let's compromise. And if they can't meet, let's call it peace and walk our different directions For this may be the end of our journey until we grow our otherwise, till we grow to a place of accepting new perceptions, accepting new beliefs. See, we have it a little messed up. We think that life is the fullness of everything that we see and do. No, no, no. Life is the inward experience. You are a soul having a body. You are a soul having a a human experience. You are not a body with a soul. You are a soul with a body having an experience on earth. Your body is the vehicle that you are using to get through life, to experience life, to date, to fall in love, to make children, to build homes, to do work, to play. It is your soul that is playing. Have you not yet realized that? When you see those people who have such exuberance in their eyes, in their heart, don't you see that it is their soul that is playing, using their body as an instrument? Have you not seen happy, very happy senior citizens and realize that their soul may have vibrancy, but their body may not? But then also, their vibrant soul gives their body 
an extra dose of energy and strength that you wouldn't think would be possible for someone of that capacity. And so the way that we've known life changes. The way that we see the world changes. The way that we experience life wants to change. We have had our blinders on for so long that we have become so caught up in everything that we see and everything that we can audibly hear and everything that is said to us. We get so wrapped up in all of that that we forget there is a whole other world that is just beckoning us. There is a whole other world that is beckoning you. That is calling you in deeper. The truth of this other world is the fact that you have a heartbeat. I know we all have physical hearts. But I mean you have a soulful heartbeat. You have a heartbeat that flutters when you start doing something that makes it feel free. When you are working in things that you're passionate about. In things that you love. Your heartbeat beats a little harder. Don't you realize that? Have you seen it yet? Let me show you. See your children. When you are in an experience where you are raising your children, doesn't your heart just pick up the pace a little bit? Not your physical heart, but your soulful heart. Doesn't it pick up the pace just some and let you know that something else is going on here because this love I feel I can't describe it but I know I'm feeling it I'm an artist and when I create that place is divine what about for you when you're creating what do you feel do you feel the flow there should be a flow that's how you know you've connected to your soulful life your soulful existence is because You're in the flow, you follow the flow, and you ride the flow like a wave. This is the world that is beckoning you, and there's so much in it. The kicker is, only you can define this world. Only you can see this world, and so I urge you to take your natural eyes and to close them. And to open your spiritual eyes, your soulful eyes, and to see the world beyond the human lack experience. I say lack because your human will always limit you. And I use the term you're human because I want you to see the difference. I want you to see that we are three in one. We are these multifaceted, super brilliant, genius supercomputers. Made of flesh and blood. We breathe. We cry. We eat. We repel. We get sick. It's all of these things. Our supercomputer is our human. And it is fueled. Uh, Let's see. It's driven by our soul, our personality, our likes, our desires. And our spirit, well, that's the fuel. Our spirit is what gives us go. (laughs) Our body is what allows us to connect with the world. Thought, think about it. 
Our soulful world is the world where we can take an idea and we can find joy in an idea before it even is on a piece of paper. There are parallels to this life. And it's our job to find the parallels, understand the parallels, and to rock that shit out. Take your life by the horns. Take your human by the horns and guide it through this world as you see fit. You are the captain of your human. And for so long, you have allowed, we, I have allowed other people's opinions, other people's perceptions, other people's limitations, the validation I thought that I required. I allowed that to stop me, to limit me. And I say I because I want you to know I am no different than you. I have simply taken the authoritative control over my human because it was running rampant. Someone needed to step the hell up and make things better. And so, I did. And what did I make better? I made my human experience on earth better. And how did I do that? Well, I had to take a hard look in the mirror. I had to look at myself and say, first off, girl, I didn't make you. But I don't know you. I didn't make you to the capacity to where I know that there is a master's user manual for me. <laughs> and I didn't get that bad boy. So, excuse me. So now I have to go into the mirror of my own heart to read the master manual that is written on the walls of my own being. If I had to look at myself in my eyes for don't we know the eyes are the gateway to the soul. I had to look at myself in my eyes and I had to say, where are you? How are you? How do you feel? What do you want to say? What's hurting you? What makes you feel love? What do you want? And I had to accept whatever answer came. Because that answer was my truth in any given moment. I had to allow myself to speak and to speak however I decided to speak. For a long time, I wouldn't cuss. I wouldn't use certain terms. I tried to keep myself in the little religious bubble of Christianity and use those terms. But there's so many more terms to use. And I like how cuss words feel because they are dramatic like me. (laughs) and I had to listen to myself talking my truth and I had to accept however I decided to express not only accept it but not judge it not condemn it not try to revise it I had to let myself be me and however I decided to show up in any moment And I had to give myself freedom to do that. And I learned that through my son. I learned that through true love. I learned that I become a controlling mother when I tell my son what he can and can't do. Rather than giving my son space to do what he feels naturally inclined to do giving him protective safe space to do what he feels naturally inclined to do. 
I can't limit him and say, you can't do that because it isn't right. Air quotes like a mother hubbard. Who determines right and wrong? Am I not my own internal compass? Is not the North Star in me? Is not my true North in me? I am the final authoritative force and voice in my world. And just like in families, we know when, when you go to mama, what mama say goes. I am the mother of my own self. I've had to learn to reparent myself. The same as I do my child. I've had to know that. I've had to trust that life had my son. That life would make sure that my son was safe and protected. Because there was a greater work at play here. I also knew that it was my responsibility to teach him excellence of self. Because he is my seed. And in my garden we are an excellent people. We do an excellent work. We serve the world in big ways. We speak our truth. We love ourselves with absolute certainty and honor. And we give that to people. We don't give love. We share love. We share love because love is ever never ending. The same as the trees. The trees share their carbon dioxide. And we share oxygen, and it's a continuous flow that no one even thinks about. Isn't that something? And that's how love should be. It should be a continuous flow of give and take, ebb and flow. And I use give and take to show you directional polarities, but the truth is there is no direction. It just is. Because when it comes in, and it comes out in a continuous form, like the infinity of life. That means it always is. Infinite means it always is. So if we were to simply remove time out of the equation, time, a man-made construct to help us understand moving forward and moving backward. When we remove time and we understand that life is infinite, that love is infinite, And we simply must become clear channels to express the love. Because see, love has a frequency, like a radio. And we have to tune ourselves into the frequency of love. Which means we have to remove our borders which prevent us from experiencing love. We think that how our mother raised us is is love, and it's not. Many times the places we were born into were the places where we learned the most lessons because... It was the most hurtful for some, for many. We find that when we open up our hearts, we find that we get hurt and we get hurt big time. And then we say, we're not open up our hearts because that's dumb. No, no, that is hurt. That's hurt. That's hurt talking for you. Your heart is meant to be open. Your heart is meant to be soft. Your heart is meant to be awakened. Your heart is meant to be shared. But see, you didn't have boundaries. You didn't have boundaries for yourself. You didn't love yourself enough to say, no, I'm not going to go here with you. I'm going to do this. No, I'm not going to sleep with you because what I really desire is stability. And before I share this, I want to share. I want stability in the relating of us. Because we know that sex creates babies. 
So I prefer to be in a state of oneness before I open Pandora's box and allow you to just come and co-create in my world. Mm-mm. Life is unfolding around us in such rapid splendor. And many times we get to a point where we say, oh my God, time is moving so fast. And that is simply our indication that we have not been in alignment. Because when you take and you align the three polarities of you, your spirit, your soul, and your body, you find, well, please, you are able to ride time like a wave. And yes, you'll have many moments where time flies when you're having fun. But you'll also be rooted in reality. The true reality of your heart. The true reality of you. Because the truth is, you were the only person who was with you in all times of life. Period. So you are your greatest asset. Period. Therefore, you should take care of your greatest asset. Period. And like our cars... We'll invest all of that in our cars. Think about it. We won't even leave off the lot without insurance for our cars. We get a brand new car wash. We get weekly car washes. We do maintenance and oil changes, tire changes, brake changes, even when we don't got the cash. We make sure our car is well and in tip-top order because we know it's going to get us where we need to go so we can do what we need to do, period. But why do we not take that much time on our bodies? Learn about our bodies like we do anything else. Learn. Understand all of who we are. Understand your body. What your body needs to be fueled. What your body needs to be strong. What your body needs for wholeness. How much sleep do you body? does your body need? Do you listen to your body when it says, I'm damn tired? Do you listen to your body where it says, I just want to be quiet today? Do you listen to your body when you are in a space where you need to change? Change your look. Change everything. Do you just say, oh, I can't do that and not do it? Or do you rise to the challenge of your own self and say, for you, I'll do anything? Bam. For other people, we will gladly say, I will do anything for you. And all the while, we're dying. You say it with bloodshot eyes with acne covering your face, with bloated bodies, high blood pressure running rampant, diabetes in you. You haven't slept, you haven't eaten. But you tell someone else, I'll do anything for you as your profession of love. But that's not true. And it's not true because you haven't made it true to you. You have no capacity to do anything for anyone If you haven't first done it for yourself. So. Here we are. On the dawn of a new day. Where we have an opportunity to change life. Time is an illusion. 
someday never arrives. There's there's no calendar that has someday on it. The future never comes. It is an illusion that we hope in. And we procrastinate waiting for the future when the future is always right now. For what you do right now affects your future. Your procrastination is you saying once again, I'm going to put me last because I know I should do this, but I'm not going to do this because I'm going to do something else. And I'm going to get to that later. The truth is what you can do tomorrow, you can do today. And what you can do today, you can do right now. And so... I urge you to take an audit of your life and get to know yourself. (sighs) I would say before you allow yourself to get into any other relationship, take some time to learn yourself. Because all the relationships that you encounter are just you relating to people as it moves you forward through your life. We jump on these relating ships, this new mode of transportation where we're able to glide through water. We are literally able to defy life in these relationships, defy gravity by relating with people. And it carries us on the water of life, the emotions of life, the flow of life. But the greatest relationship is the one that we have with self. And it will behoove us to find peace with ourselves. Find peace in our polarities. That's been my biggest challenge is finding peace in my light and dark pieces. I know I was good. But I also had some darkness. And I tried to change the darkness. I tried to condemn my darkness. I tried to limit my darkness. I tried to put it in a box and hide it away and starve it like the monster that it was. But then that monster broke out of its cage and was like, hear me war. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. And I sat with my light and my darkness, and we had conversations. Let's say, Big Bad Wolf, why you why you huffing and puffing? I'm mad. At who? At what? At life. At you. At 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 at. But why? Well, you didn't, and we did, and I need, and ah, da, 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 da. okay. Well, let's look at this. And you audited it. You break all that down. Well, you're mad that this relationship broke your heart when you were just trying to love. Good. First off, round of applause for your heartbreaking. That lets you know that you have a heart. <laughs> Life is so comedic. It's like watching your child who you tell them, don't do that. If you do that, you're going to fall and bust your head and this go hurt. And they look at you and they smile and they be like, 
but I got it, mom. I got it. And they keep on doing it. And then the inevitable happens. They fall over. They hurt their head. And they come running to you, mom. Oh, my God, mom. That's what we do with God all damn day. Period. Our hearts tell us not to do something. We do it anyway. And then we run, we run back to God like, please help me. What is he telling you to do now? He has been the parent to us. That's why we call him father. He has been the protective, authoritative voice in our lives. The mature, wise man. But we don't see it that way. We see something different. We hope for something different. We long for something different. And all of that difference that we're hoping and longing for is just a new experience. And the magic of life is any new experience that you want to have, you can actually have. The key is you have to allow yourself to have it. You have to remove the blocks which prohibit you from having that experience. Your life don't have to be the same for 10 years. And if it is, that's because you have chosen that. Isn't that a hell of a pill to swallow? All the trouble in your life is because of your decision. Damn. All the disdain you feel, the sadness, the disappointment, the lack, the everything is because you have decided it. I know that's a bit that's a bit of a damper, but it's kind of bittersweet because if you know that all the despair in your life you've created, that also means all of the joy you've created too. And you didn't quite create the joy, you've simply allowed the joy. And that's how we operate our humans, is by getting into a state of allowing and acceptance and oneness with our spirit. I didn't say that I abolished my dark side. I didn't say that I abolished my light side. I simply said I had a conversation and I found peace and compromise with my sides. We put new boundaries and because the beast in me broke the cages. We put in new boundaries. We rebuilt the inner foundations of me. And it's my own personal project that as I rebuild the foundations inwardly of me, then now I get to rebuild the foundations of my outward human experience because what I'm feeling inside is also what I am experiencing outside of me because I am in alignment with me. What my soul is wanting, my spirit has allowed and has fueled and has powered. And now my body accepts it. And my body walks it out. My body does the lifting, the shifting, the connecting, the whatever's necessary to allow it to unfold. And I know these may be a lot of words. And I know that all of these different thoughts and ideas that I've kind of just sing-songed along, these are all just words. And hopefully these words have helped to comb through you. I know I'm saying a lot, but what I'm saying is so simple. It's so simple. And the simplicity of what I'm saying is that these three are me. Spirit, soul, and body in that order. There is a hierarchy within me. Don't we know hierarchies represent leadership and authoritative rule? 
I'm just saying. These three make me spirit, soul, and body. There's a hierarchy of me. My spirit is the everlasting peace to who I am. It is the peace that was before time existed. It is the God consciousness peace of me. It has been my duty to understand that peace of me and to stand in the truth of that. My soul is the personality piece of me. It is where my desires rest. It is where my preferences lie. It is where what I, my personality, my preferences, I can't say it any different. It is where that rests. In my body, well, that's what I see in the mirror. It is the vehicle that allows me to transmit and experience the information that my spirit and my soul is giving me. And so, because I understand the pieces of me, it is my responsibility to give them space to be who they are meant to be. I trust what I receive spiritually, the information, the knowledge, the understanding, the experiences, the lessons. And then there's soul lessons that we learn. And we learn most of those lessons through difficulty. Because we're hard-headed. And we need to learn hard lessons sometimes. We need to get hit upside our head sometimes. Because we're hard-headed. A hard head makes a soft behind. <laughs> that part. In the scriptures it says, he loves, he, chat, he chastises those who he loves. Let God discipline you. If God ain't disciplining you, that means that he done stepped away. Just like a child who was fucking running amok. You... When that child is running amok, you let that child run that muck until it gets out of energy. Until it gets down to a point where it's like, okay, mama, now I'm hungry. Oh, now you need me. Yeah. You need me for sustenance, huh? Oh, yeah. You forgot about that when you were running haywire. And we're doing in love. Because that child needs to know how far it can go. It needs to learn that lesson. The same as us. I say God because I, that's what I related to. I met God through Christianity. Other people call him source, call him light. Most days I call it spirit of life. The spirit of life. When you allow the spirit of life to flow through you, to literally fuel you, you will find that you are able to do impossible things. You will find that the things that your human thought were impossible, that your human thought it couldn't discipline itself enough to do. <coughs> Excuse me. The things your human thought it couldn't do, the spirit of life will do it for you with ease. And so, I urge you to live life differently. Don't you want a different experience? Are you ready for deep change? Are you ready for a more meaningful life? Are you ready to not have life beat you down repeatedly? Are you ready to stand in your own autonomy, your own truth? 
Are you ready to take on the challenge of you? Please. (laughs) I would implore you that before you fall in love with anyone, that you allow yourself to fall in love with you. For you to allow yourself to come to the depths of you. How are you going to expect someone to love you and all your crazy when you ain't even really look at your crazy? Come on. I know I got some crazy, but together we can explore that shit. No, we can't. I don't want to see your crazy. Because your crazy is untapped, unhealed stuff that you and your Lord need to figure out together. Not me. I don't have to be privy to your darkness. I don't. Because when you come to me with your darkness, I'm going to need you to have your darkness tamed. And if you can't tame your darkness, you should go ahead to my website and book an appointment so that we can have a conversation. And I can handhold you through how to heal your darkness. But you are not bringing your darkness in my world so you can fuck up my life. Please, the fuck no. (laughs) Let this bitter cup pass, Lord. But didn't you accept that bitter cup? I did, Jesus, because I thought there was some sweetness in it, Jesus. But didn't you know? I knew, Lord, but I just... Exactly. We doing these same sorry ass stories talking to God about everything and nothing. But at what point do you stand the fuck up and make it freaking happen? What point? At what point do you stand in you and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not going to do these tantrums no more. I'm not going to be dramatic and extra in this way no more. I'm not going to allow people to come and tap dance all over my heart no more. I'm not doing that. At what point do you stand in your truth and say, I truly want this. And I don't know how the hell I'm going to get this, but I want it. And I'm going to stand in that and I'm going to get it. I'm going to figure it out. And I ask the heavens to back me up. And they will. The heavens will back you up. Your personality has already backed you up by releasing that magnificent desire. Your body has been the piece that's been lagging. Because your body has this brilliant mind and a mind that can think for itself. But don't you know a submitted mind is what God has been trying to get us all along? Submit to what? To you. Submit to the hierarchy of you. Submit to your soul. Submit to the things you truly desire. Submit to your spirit's understanding of life. Your spirit is literally what backs you. You talk about underwriting someone. Your spirit is your angel investor. For real. (laughs) But we don't see it that way. Because people don't teach us that way. Oh, but I will teach you that way. Because I know how freeing it is. When you realize how to operate your human. When you take your human by control. And you do it with love. And you allow it to embrace and flow with all of the magnificent energy that reigns through it. Isn't that something that we're in this season of all of these eclipses and dramatic full moons and all the people in the earth are really having interesting experiences. Karma has come back and she has knocked on people's doors. She's like, hello, you home? I know you is. Come on out. <laughs> Matter of fact, surprise. You haven't seen karma? Please. Karma's a bad chick. But karma only comes to collect based off of what you have invested. 
if you're investing foul, cruel things in the world, you will meet karma in foul, cruel ways bigger than how you have given it out. It's the law of life. And then too, if you're giving goodness and mercy and kindness and grace and love, well, karma has a big old portion of love coming back to you too. We think karma is mean. No, you've been mean. That's why karma comes to you mean. Karma just has firm boundaries and she has a magnitude of power. And this is why people are having the experiences that they're having. This is why some people are dramatically blessed, like underdog blessed. But then there's some people who are on top who are in jail. Karma will do what karma does. Because karma is one of God's beloveds. Period. And so, here you are. Here we are. At the cusp of a new day. And we are able to say, what will it be? Because you can choose to do something new right now that will change your future. You can decide to put away deceit and negativity right now. Right now. This very second. You can choose to sow different seeds. No longer sow seeds of negativity, doubt, lack, frustration, and all the rest of the nasties. Instead... Sow seeds of goodness, mercy, kindness, love, patience, forgiveness, and unconditioned. What is unconditioned? Unconditional love is no matter how the hell you show up. Because sometimes you show up in hell energy. Sometimes you show up in heavenly energy. No matter how the hell you show up. I will accept you and I will love you. That don't mean I'm going to receive your bullshit. Because we have boundaries. But... That means that my love for you does is not dependent on how you show up. My love for you is because you are. My love for you is because the sun is. It's been my job to remove the conditions because, see, some people's personalities irk you. And you be like, when you do that thing with your personality, I don't like, I hate you. What? God don't hate no one. And so we have to get to a place of love. And the love that we're looking for in life, we have to first give it to ourselves. And it's not really giving it to ourselves, it's allowing it. Because our spirit already has that love. Our soul already has that love. Our humans just aren't experiencing the love because we've closed ourselves off to it. Because what we thought love was, through everything we've encountered through our physical experience of life, it's hurt us. And we close those doors because we don't want to continue to be hurt. But see, although you close those doors, you closed all the doors. And you stopped even allowing yourself to teach you, to love you, to give you patience and reaffirm you. We stopped that. And now today I am imploring you to open up that channel. Sometimes it takes us putting up boundaries with everyone so we can go and find the boundaries within ourselves. Sometimes that means we have to get away from everyone so that we can go and put some boundaries within ourselves because when I love you, it hurts me. And it's and now because I'm hurt by you, I can't go through my life doing what I need to actually do because I'm so hurt. Because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't have proper boundaries. 
my boundaries are till death do us part. No, bruh. No, no, till death do us part, bruh. Which death? An ego death? <laughs> Physical death? No. You write the story of your life. You write the vows that you commit to. And then you commit to you. Before you love anyone, I I urge you strongly to commit to yourself. Period. And commit to yourself and to live up to whatever you've committed to. Because how can you give anyone love a commitment that you have yet to give to yourself? And see, that's how you have magical experiences. You have beautiful, dramatic, life-affirming experiences. Because you have found the harmony of love of self. And that has always been the key. The people that we encounter simply are furnishings. They're like jewelry to our body. They come and they aid the experience. They add depth and personality to our experience. But there comes a time when those people must be taken off. Those people must go their way. And at the end of that day, when you're standing bare and naked, all you have is you. The trinity of you. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. And you now stand in honor of that. Did you let people come in and pervert your experience? Or did you stand in honor of your spirit and your soul as you interact with the world? Remember, we are souls with the body. We are not bodies with the soul. That distinction is big because it lets you know that your body is the last form. It is the lowest form on the totem pole. But we have made it the highest priority. Do we really feed our spirits? Do we even take time to learn what our spirit is? I'm giving you context so that as you journey within yourself, you're able to understand. Because, see, that's what life is. It's the school of you. And I am simply a teacher letting you know the boundaries. And not even the boundaries, just the general specific area. (laughs) And I am imploring you to go and explore you. Please explore you. Life is more than go to work, go to school, take care of family. No, it's so much more than that. And only you can define what that is for you. And so today, go take a walk. Change your perception. Have a conversation with yourself. And be at peace. Put headphones in if you must. And go and have a conversation with yourself. And allow yourself to meet yourself. And I can assure you there are gifts and beautiful surprises that are waiting in that moment for you. So, here we are on the dawn of a brand new day. And in this new day, you choose which route that you may decide to go down. In the scriptures it says, choose ye this day who you will serve. 
goodness or darkness. Choose life. Choose life. Life is bliss, it's ease, it's goodness. It's truth, it's trust, it's honor. Choose life. Choose life. And may you continue to choose life. Even when it gets hard. Because even when it gets dark, even your shadow leaves you. Isn't that something? But you were always there. You can never get too far away from your own body, can you? You are always there. So be kind to you. Be gentle and generous to you. Take excellent care of you. And in you doing that, I assure you, your whole life changes. Take time to heal your broken beliefs, your ideas about the world and people and situations that have unfolded. Take time to do that. Really take time and make peace with your past. Make peace with your truth. All versions of your truth, the good truth and the not so good truth. Make peace with it. And as you look at the darker pieces of you, I keep saying the darker pieces because that's that's what's stopping us. The darkness in us. Because our own darkness makes us afraid. Who told us it was a... It's, who said, be afraid of the dark? But Nickelodeon, don't be afraid of the dark. The dark is where life comes. Don't you know it gets dark every day? And we rejoice in that. We're like, oh, I should relax, huh? Yeah. When you find darkness in you, relax. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. See it. Heal it. Make peace with your darkness is what I mean. That's how you heal it. You make peace with it. Make peace with your darkness. Because it's still you. And you think that because you have this, it means what? No, it doesn't. It means simply that when the creator of life made you, he made you with positives and negatives. We are a battery. Don't we know that? We are electric. Don't we know that? There are positives and there are negatives. We don't look at the bad black. Like, oh my God, it has a negative side. Oh goodness. No. Together, there is balance with the positive and negative of a battery. The same with you, my love. There is the balance in your positive and your negative attributes. There is great balance there that makes the dichotomy of you so enriching and so brilliant. So take this time as the moons are doing what they do. As the full moon comes on the 16th, as the eclipse season ends, as July ends. The eclipse season was meant to help you relook at your life. All the rays of life is what these eclipses are for, to help you re-examine, reaffirm, reassess, reduce, and re-re-re-re-re-up in this, this place. Re-re-re. That's the song of the hour. Re-re-re-re-re-re. Re-re-re-re-re. <laughs> so redetermine your life. Re-examine your life. And create a new foundation because do you really want to keep living how you've been living? Come on. Grab your life by the kahunas and make it how you want it to be. Period. What do you want? 
stand up in that. If you can make big things happen in other areas of your life, don't you know you can do the same for you? Please, come on, come through. So today I encourage you to implore you, to explore you, to find you in the most dramatic, beautiful ways, and to set healthy boundaries. Can we all say healthy boundaries? (laughs) Healthy boundaries, Miss Sasha, healthy. Exactly. Exactly. Create healthy boundaries, healthy lines, death to the walls that we built up to keep ourselves prisoner and keep other people out. No, death to the walls. May the eclipse energy break down all your walls so you may see the truth of you in the most dynamic way. And may you find balance in you by establishing healthy boundaries, knowing if people do this, I'm going to react like this. If I do this, I'm going to react like this. If I allow this, I know I'm going to react like this. So put healthy boundaries there so that you don't have to react to life. You can just act. You can be in the driver's seat. You don't have to react. So... This is my heart for you on this day. I know that those who hear it, when you hear it, it'll be the right time for you to hear it. Because your soul is calling you on something bigger. Life is so much bigger than what you've been encountering. It's so much bigger and it's so juicy. I mean, it's succulent. Life can truly be happily ever after. If you decide it. So. Once upon a time. There was a girl. Oh and this girl was lovely. There was delight that filled her eyes. And ease that danced at her feet. And one day she ran across the mirror. And she ran from it. She hid from it. She covered it up and put it in the back of a closet. But something about that singing mirror kept drawing her attention. Because in the darkest moments of her life, she could hear the whistle from the mirror calling back to her, looking for something more, trying to have a conversation. And when her whole kingdom was run amok and brokenness and darkness was everywhere, She finally decided to go and see this mirror. And when she went to the mirror, she realized that she saw the truth of herself. For when she walked up to this mirror, she was broken and tattered. She was covered in rags and filth. Her face was scarred and bruised. Her body ached. Her mind was no longer there. Tears stained her face and her clothes. And snot filled her face. (laughs) She was definitely not her best. And so she looked in this mirror. And what she saw looking back at her was a queen, was a warrior, 
dressed in crisp, clean, fine, rich linen, covered in jewels, perfect makeup, rosy, happy cheeks, eyes that stood with such strength and valor. In their hands, folded in front of her, on top, resting on top of a sword, a sword whose tip was pointed in the ground between her legs and her hands resting on the edge of that sword at the end of that sword. And when I looked in my own eyes, I also looked in my own eyes and the reflection of me and all of my brokenness was also the reflection of me in all of my glory. Something about that felt right. Something about that just looking felt like I knew her felt like she knew me I felt like there was love here love more than I ever knew I felt like I hadn't been alone I felt like all of the things I went through had purpose were necessary just as it unfolded, it was necessary. And so as I look in my eyes, as I stand, I look at my eyes and this warrior woman in the mirror who is my reflection. And I realize that she has always been me. This mirror has always been the truth of me. And I just wish I would have come to this mirror more often and had more conversations. Hell, just sat and looked more. But here I am now at the end of my rope. I am alone in a desolate land. And this warrior woman stands looking at me. And she says to me, it's about damn time. (laughs) May you find peace in the journey of you. May you go and live your life with absolute joy. Realizing your life can be whatever you want it to be. So make it good. Because it's about damn time. I wish you much peace as you journey into you. With all my love, I am Miss Sasha.